Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Harrison, who is known around the Taiwanese and professional community as Harrison Kim. 没错，今天我们的来宾呢是一位足迹遍布世界各地、会讲多国语言、现在落脚台湾的韩国混血，而且是台湾 Code Cam 的创办人 Harrison. My guest today is half Korean and half Taiwanese. He is the founder of Taiwan Code Camp and Code Mecca. He is a self-proclaimed third culture kid, a lover of making the world a better place, language, traveling, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Harrison. Hello, yo, boom! Thanks for having me. What's up, dude? I'm a high fiver. Oh, same here. <laughs> What's up, Harrison? Thank you for joining us today on NG Ingwen, my brother. So I was hoping you could give a little introduction to our audience here on NG Ingwen. Who is Harrison? All right. So I am half Korean, half Taiwanese, and I lived in Hong Kong, Seoul, Beijing, Toronto, and Shanghai. I grew up speaking three languages: Korean and Chinese at home, English at school or at work or at university. So right now, I am starting an ecosystem of coding-related knowledge, and it's not necessarily coding. It's really targeting people who want to become more tech literate,、uh, tech savvy. They can learn some tech stuff that they can immediately apply in their context domain of work. So most people don't need to learn how to be a full-stack developer. They can just、uh, learn to build websites. Uh, for their companies, very quick within one or two hours. But my background is not in coding; it's actually in architecture, sociology, and ec economics. So my motto in life is trying to do something that can help people's mental health, or physical health, or the environmental health. And I feel if I teach people how to code, which is very relevant tech skill、uh, skill for today, they'll be mentally happier and feeling more fulfilled. So I really want to unleash people's、uh, potential in life. That was beautiful, super cool, and super relevant because I love what you were saying there. And what we're going to focus on a little bit today in the interview is about the concept of becoming a programmer is very overwhelming to a lot of people. Being a full stack developer is like people are like, man, I don't know. But just having some tech literacy is a big goal of yours at Taiwan Code Camp. Is that correct? Correct. Because Taiwan, I feel, has already a good basis of tech. But I feel if Taiwan wants to really want to start churning out international companies, the entrepreneurs, the founders, they need some level of tech literacy, just an, under, an understanding, so that they can communicate well with developers. Yeah, so then they can work on their projects better. Yeah, man, I love it, and it's so cool, and it's kind of how I got my start as well with trying to think about how I could understand a little bit of the developer side, so I could communicate better with my team here at my company. And yeah, that led me down the rabbit hole to HTML and CSS, and you know, you're you're. It was so fun. We were talking off air, and you're like, "Man, you don't even need that. Like, that's great." But like, here are some other steps. So I want to get to that in a second.、Mm -hmm. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what is your vision with Taiwan Code Camp, and what is the education ecosystem you are setting up with 
how people can learn more about tech here in Taiwan and the world. Originally, it started because I was in Taiwan beginning of last year to attend my cousin's wedding. So I was living in Shanghai, came to Taipei for the wedding, and then COVID hit, so I never went back to Shanghai. Uh, I realized there were a lot of uh, tech stuff going on here. Uh, there are a lot of accelerators, but there aren't there weren't that many startups in Taiwan that I feel have global recognition. And my question was, how do we get to that stage where uh, we hear about Taiwan tech startups? And that's where I wanted to contribute, which is teach people not only how to code, but really how to build products that are more at the international level. So it doesn't always go down to just coding. It's also discussing about like what makes a product beautiful and more usable and more international, global citizen friendly. And I was trying to prepare a an offline coding bootcamp in Taiwan, but because of the lockdown in May, I had to put that plan on hold. But up until that point, I had uh, some workshops and uh, events at the Hive co-working space, WeWork, and Mozilla community space, uh, and also I've been hosting. Networking events for digital professionals, international professional who just wants to uh, meet other professionals in Taiwan. Yeah, man, and it's it's wonderful way that you can give back, and I, I think that's a beautiful origin story too. Of like, hey, you know, how can Taiwan tech startups or it's just startups in general gain more international recognition and have that kind of global mindset? So. I love what you're doing. So, thinking a little bit about your own origin story with tech, as you mentioned, you weren't from a traditional full stack programming background. Mm -hmm. What got you involved with the tech scene and now with Taiwan Code Camp? My goal has always been, you know, to help as many people as possible. And I was in education, e-commerce, and food and beverage. And I felt I was very limited in the amount of reach that I've been helping with people. So I quit my last F&B job, uh, food and beverage. Sorry for those who don't know. So I quit my food and beverage job and decided to learn how to code with uh, La Wagon, which was the only English-speaking coding bootcamp in Shanghai. After learning how to code with La Wagon, they hired me to run the camp uh, because I I like. Again, helping people, and they saw that in me, so they hired me to run the camp. So after that, I tried to make a few of my own projects,、uh, and then that brought that brings me to attending my cousin's wedding、mm. in Taiwan. And then I saw that there was an opportunity here that there isn't an English coding bootcamp here,、uh, not that I know of. So I thought it would be a great way having an English coding bootcamp in Taiwan would bridge foreign countries with、uh, Taiwan. So. Uh, I've been thinking of creating a coding camp where foreigners who are in Western countries can decide to quit their job, learn how to code in Taiwan, and do some tourism on the side, and hopefully they fall in love with coding and Taiwan, and that they stay here and build their、uh, startups here, because then they already have their knowledge in their own home countries, and then they use Taiwan as their、uh, development center. Uh, I think that's connect, and there are plenty of still there are plenty of amazing developers in Taiwan. They just lack、uh, the connection with the other outside world. So、uh, I think it would be great to create this kind of ecosystem where you bring foreigners to here or convert existing foreigners in Taiwan to very tech literate people, 
and they can work with local developers in producing world-class startups. I love that vision, man. It's such a global mindset you have. And yeah, what a what a wonderful spot creating Taiwan kind of as a, as a tech hub, because it already is a tech hub, but it can actually be also now the foreign tech hub too, and have that beautiful mixing pot of cultures that can then spawn some incredible projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the brain gain. I love it. I love it. Thinking about as you said, it's not about just becoming a full-stack developer. It's about understanding the ecosystem around tech. So can you share maybe some actionable tips that our listeners could take away right now? Maybe do they need to start with JavaScript or HTML, or can they think more about how to use something like WordPress? So um, from a big big picture, big scale, if we take a step back and look at this, I feel... Uh, Learning a coding language is very similar to learning a spoken language. There is a way to learn uh, from grammar and all the rigid, boring theory and Mm -hmm. concepts. But there is also the way of learning from dialogue first. Uh, Asking, hey, how do you say hi? How, How do I order this at a restaurant? So instead of focusing on textbook, it's more about focusing on acquired, most commonly used, that sort of aspect. Yes, I totally see what you're saying. So I would say hold off on HTML and CSS and all any or or above like uh, machine learning, data science. Try, try to uh, dabble with uh, page builders, no code platforms, low code platforms, um, platforms that you can just drag and drop and build pages, build websites with almost from absolutely zero coding to some coding, if you start understanding, if you get a good hang of it, you can start going, moving on to low code. And if you feel like, oh, you really like uh, building websites, then that's when you can start moving on to uh, full stack development. I love that, Harrison. So essentially, to kind of sum up that analogy, you're saying rather than studying the grammar of a language, you can go out and ask the taxi driver, you know, ask the convenience store, the 7-Eleven clerk, you know, how do you say this? Like, wow, that's beautiful. And in your mind, that is, yeah, building a blog or a simple landing page for a website or your own, you know, Mm johndrummond.com. Getting real life use will actually help you think about how to use the language, the coding language, right? Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful analogy, man. That was great. I know you're also doing another project that ties into the ecosystem called Code Mecca. Is that correct? Correct. So uh, for the time being, because of the uncertainty of COVID and another possible lockdown, who knows? So um, I'm focused. I've shifted my focus to online for the time being. And this is where Code Mecca comes in, where it's just uh, a platform of lots of short uh, lessons that are tech related, not necessarily coding, but what we mentioned earlier, how normal people at the office can spend maybe one to two hours learning on Code Mecca, and they can put that knowledge into practice right away. So, for example, earlier we mentioned building websites, but we could also, for example, if someone fills out a form on your company website, and you want everyone on your team to get access or to be notified of it on Slack, you can automate that process without a single line of code. So all of these that you traditionally had to hire outside developers to build for you for tens of thousands of dollars or even hundreds, you can now do it for $20 a month and without a single line of code. 
So just these are just short nuggets of information that can really boost your productivity is what I'm trying to go for with CodeMecca. Yeah, man. I, I think that's great and very noble. Yeah, as, as this feels appropriate for your own ethos and the way you want to manage. So I wish you nothing but success with Taiwan Code Camp. Thank you. Hopefully that can get back offline so you can have real meetups again. And man, Code Mecca, I'm going to check this out for sure because there's probably so many little, I love it, little nuggets of information that you can apply right away. Sounds good. And I'll provide discount coupon uh, through you. Okay. For the listeners well, of you this channel. You heard it here first. Yeah. So <laughs> reach out to Code Mecca. We can、uh, we can plug all the social media at the end for that, and I think that's beautiful. 访谈下半段一开始这边，我们这位从小就三国鼎立，好三国语言中文、韩文、英文交叉使用的来宾提到呢，他目前在建立一个商业生态系统，一个 ecosystem， 好以写程式为导向，来帮助有需要的人呢，去提升他们对人生的满意度。因为一般通常我们对写程式的第一印象，应该都是。啊，好难哦，好复杂、哦，根本天方夜谭吧。但是如果我们可以学会一些基本的写程式技巧，增加我们的科技素养和自己对电脑使用的成熟度，那或许可以让我们感到更满足，觉得人生比较有成就一点，进而呢让大家的心理层面也更健康，而且或许还可以把一些秘密潜能给释放开发出来，扩展人生更大的一片天空。加上台湾本身就已经有科技背景，如果想要得到更多国际认可的话，科技新创公司的大佬们可以多提升一些这些基本的写程式 coding 的这个知识，好去跟开发工程师有更好的沟通，做出更全球化、更国际化的产品。几个字我们来听一下 ：full stack developer， 这是全线或是全端工程师。好，就是前端、后端，还有其他各种开发设计都全包的的开发工程师。如果听众朋友你刚好是这一行的，我这样子介绍应该没错吧？<笑>另外一个是 tech literate， 或者是也可以说 tech literacy。好 ，tech literate 是形容词，那 tech literacy 就是名词，表示这个科技素养，或者是像之前我们有提过的 tech savvy。好，他们两个都一样，都可以用来表达对电脑科技运用的纯熟度。另外 ，Harrison 他也分享到说，因为他的人生使命就是要帮助他人。那之前待的教育界、餐饮界和电子商务都没有达到他内心的目标，所以就离开伤心地。哦，不是啊，就是离职转而参加了上海唯一一个城市密集班，开始学 coding。学生后，因为想要来自己闯一闯，那在台湾又刚好注意到，哎，我们好像没有全英文的城市密集班，所以才决定呢来成立一个这样子的台湾 Code Camp 这样子一个训练营，让在台湾的外国人有一个学写城市的机构。因为如果这些外国人又刚好打算在台湾成立科技新创公司，哇，那无形之中又能当台湾和国际市场的桥梁。去设计开发一些更国际化的产品。如果刚好听众朋友你也有兴趣想要学城市设计的话 ，Harrison 建议我们可以把它想成是一种外语。好，那我们知道学外语除了有传统的学文法规则、学单字这种详细的学习方式以外，也可以从大方向，从学片语啦、学日常对话开始，对不对？那城市语言也是一样。
当然我们可以学像学单字文法一样，一步一步去学各个细节。但同样，我们也可以直接从无城市码或是低城市码的开发平台开始，像是部落格网站架设那一种。好，直接把区块拉来拉去移动，设计成自己想要的页面，而不需要真的去编写程式这样子。那如果弄这些弄得很有兴趣，也很想要继续往下学更多的话，再去进修学更详细的程式编写，往刚才我们说的 full stack developer 全线工程师去发展。或者如果你时间不是很充裕，但是就是很想要提升这方面的技能的话呢，或许可以试试看他另外一个这个 code mecha 课程。花短短几个小时时间去了解城市编写，或是其他跟电脑运用相关的一些技能。这边 John 提到这个 tie into something 这个片语，它有相结合、相关的意涵在。好，刚刚他说 another project that ties into the ecosystem， 就是跟 Harrison 的这个商业生态系统相关、相呼应的一个课程。好，另外刚才他也有讲到说，这个无城市码或是低城市码开发平台，英文的话呢，可以说 no code platform or low code platform。好，那常常我们用电脑用滑鼠把档案拖曳到另外一个视窗，然后放开，这种移动档案的方式，我们可以说 drag and drop。或者其他像是 copy and paste 也是很常见的说法，就是指复制贴上。好啦，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落。我们赶快继续听下半段的分享。Do you mind if we switch gears though a little、sure. bit to more of kind of your story? I、yeah. just think you are so fascinating, also as an individual, because yeah, like you said, you're born in Korea, but raised in Hong Kong and then China. You've been in Canada. You've been all over the world. So, can you share a little bit about that kind of third culture kid perspective? So. For those who don't know, third culture kid means、uh, you're born in one place but raised in another place of another culture, right? Another country.、Um, so I had two cultures at home, Korean and Taiwanese, but I was living in China for ten years, and Hong Kong for three, and then Toronto for four,、uh, and then at at school I was speaking English. To all my friends and classmates from sixty sixty different countries, I would say the best way to sum it up of this、uh, feeling in one or two sentences is, "Where is home?" Someone would ask me, "Where is home?" And most people would define, you know, where they're born. But that's obviously not the case for me because all places are my homes and all places are not my homes. And I guess the easiest way to define it is the people I love, my friends, are my home. That's beautiful. Yeah, and there are plenty of times where my lack of language would confuse people and、uh, lead to some weird moments as well. Oh, I bet that's a nice segue there. Did、yeah. you know what I was about to ask next? Yes,、uh, <laughs> I've seen your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, so now you speak Korean, you speak English, you speak Mandarin, you probably speak a bunch of other languages too. But do you remember any memorable stories with any of those languages throughout your life now? When I was serving in the Korean Navy, and my officer he came to me and asked, "Hey,、uh, are you having a problem?" But in Korean is Monirini. So my name is Korean name nickname is Namuel. So he's like Namuel Monirini, which is like, "Hey, Harrison, is there something bothering you?"、Mm-hmm. And I heard the Korean English pronunciation of money. So Monirini, why are you asking money from me? 
And then he slaps me hard on the back, saying, "What the f- are you talking about? I'm talking about issues, problems, not money." So that was one embarrassing moment in Korea. Oh man, yeah. So you were hearing the the phonetic enunciation of money in Korean, mm-hmm. as you said something. I don't want to butcher it, like "money," essentially, mm-hmm. and I know it was actually meaning issue or problem. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh man. And then you unfortunately got hit. <laughs> for for that, yes, yes, but yes. hopefully that all got sorted out. Mm-hmm, but of course, yeah, man, w- wonderful, wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. So, a question I love to end with is: if you could go back mm-hmm. and talk to a younger Harrison, would there be any advice you give yourself about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness? <laughs> I would say, don't go to college. Ooh, if you are for certain after. Uh, doing job shadows or going on summer camps for being a doctor or lawyer before you reach university and you you thought ah oh, this is really what I want to do you know you know I, I don't mind being called in midnight to ER or just being called and not having you know consistent sleep like after watching hospital playlist the Korean Netflix show and you still feel like you want to become a doctor yes then by all means you should go to university but for most professions out there, and I guess most people who have work experience would agree with this, is on the first day that they arrive at the company or during their onboarding process, you hear, all right, whatever you learned in school, forget about it. Four years down the drain. You're going to learn how we do things here. So I think in a day of age with internet and you can learn everything online, the value of school has drop down significantly. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to spend four years on just theory. I was I would break that into maybe six months or eight months projects in different industries until you find something you like. And within those four years you have tons of experience accumulated. And straight off the bat then you already are much more interesting than someone who come out of a four year college. Boom. Those of you listening just Give a little thought to what university actually is. And I couldn't agree more. You know, the day, the digital age is upon us and so much information is online. You're doing it with Code Mecca and, and yeah. Taiwan Code Camp. And I just think you can learn so many useful skills. And I love that little breakdown of four years. Yeah. Like, let, give yourself four years and do a six to eight month, you know, job shadowing or, or internship. And you will come out with so much experience. I, I was just thinking like, wow, if I had that insight to do that when I was in college, I would be a very interesting human being. I think project-based learning is the future and you don't need to be locked down into a four-year learning course. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a beautiful, beautiful shaking of the foundation. So awesome, man. Well, Harrison, it's a pleasure to get to sit with you and get to know you a little bit more. Thank you for making some time out of your busy schedule. Where can people find you online? Where can they find websites to interact with you? So there's the usual Facebook. If you search Taiwan Code Camp, uh, you'll find me there or codemecca.com. You can find me there. And for those who likes YouTube, I just started one called Papo Namo, which is a stupid Harrison. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's nice to pronounce P A B O N A M O. So I think that's where I'll just upload some things that are related to coding, but most of most of them are about leisure and traveling and uh, just enjoying uh, the beautiful aspects of life. You're a very well balanced man. I love it. 
Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for making some time, and we will talk to you next time, Harrison. Thanks for having me, John. Awesome, man. Talk to you soon. 下半段一开始，这里呢 ，Harrison 谈到他因为家里是台湾和韩国两种文化的结合，而且又是在好几个不同国家生活长大，所以基本上算是一个之前我们讲到的这个 third culture kid， 第三文化小孩。好，虽然说这样子好像成长背景很多彩多姿，但常常也会面临因为要搬到下个国家而跟朋友分离的局面。所以每次只要有人问他说：“哎，那你家在哪？”他的答案永远都会是我的好朋友在哪，我在意的人在哪里，我的家就在哪。好，那讲到这部分的时候呢，就用到了一个很特别的字，大家可以把它写起来 ，gem，g e m，gem。好，它非常无敌到地，而且很实用。gem 它本身呢是指宝物、宝石，那因为这类东西基本上就是你知道很珍贵嘛，很稀奇，对不对？是就是奇异珍品。所以，英文母语者有时候就会把它这种珍贵的意思做延伸，用来形容一个很难得可贵的人事物。好，就像我们讲的一块瑰宝。例如，我们最常听到的用法就是 hidden gem。像我们讲的一些鲜为人知的旅游秘境，这个秘境呢，就可以用 hidden gem 来表示，因为 hidden 是像是被藏起来一样嘛，哈。或是如果一个人整个就是哇，很讨人喜欢，很让人宝贝，对你来说很特别的一个人，这样子就可以跟对方说 your gem。好，要记得是 G E M， 中间是 E， 不是 A， 不是 gem， 要小心哦。最后 ，Harrison 跟大家分享了两件有趣的事，一个是之前在韩国当兵的时候，不小心把长官讲的韩文“你没事吧”听成英文的“钱 money”， 就就被揍。一个是他不建议上大学，除非你是百分之百确定未来想要当医生啦、当律师，好，那那就去念吧。但是在现在这个科技时代啊，大学学历基本上一直在流失它的价值，甚至很多公司主管都会跟你说：“好，不管你在大学学到了什么，都不要管，因为在公司我们不来那一套，我们有另外的做事方式。”所以他觉得，就是与其花四年时间去念大学，不如好好把这四年分割成一段一段的实习这样子，然后在自己规划出来的这些实习里面，去各种产业尝试，好做一些不同的专题计划。因为这样子不但可以帮助我们找到自己有兴趣的工作方向，而且对之后的职业规划、对整个学习发展，可能比在学校修一些自己没兴趣的课来的有帮助。甚至也能提升很多在校园里面不会有的相关工作经验。好啦，那希望你有从今天的内容学到一些东西。如果有兴趣的话呢，待会节目过后可以去 Harrison 他的这个台湾 Code Camp 去了解一下相关的城市编写课程哦。Bye everyone. Bye. Take care. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。
。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。